everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Centurion Leadership Italian Podcast. I'm Justin Bazaar. I'm your host. Hello, everyone. This will be the first Q&A I've actually done for Centurion Leadership Italian Podcast without Elena. So, again, wishing Elena, um, you know, newbie mom. That's great. Um, we're all very happy for her here, so that's awesome. So I'm just, I'm behind. I'm behind on recording. I'm behind on releasing it takes me a while, and in July, it's very hot in Milledgeville, so we're, we're dealing with all of those things in Milledgeville, as well as, um, you know, issues that's part of being an entrepreneur and a leader, which is we have water leaking into our building from the roof that was supposed to be done when we moved in the building two years ago, and we have refrigeration that was supposed to be completed and done properly and handed over to us properly, and that's, we're having some issues there, and in the food business, that stuff matters. You can't have food out of temperature, so... My normal day is looking like 14 to 18 hours and weekends and helping with uniforms and everything else and really um, quite a tough period, which is why I want to discuss this topic, which is I get this a lot and it was asked of me again today um, as I was leaving the kitchen and as I'm recording this, um, it is almost 3 o'clock in the morning, just so everyone knows. Uh, actually 3.30 to be accurate and I'm just getting back from the kitchen on a Tuesday or actually technically it's Wednesday and um, that's what it takes to be a leader and entrepreneur and but today in particular someone asked me Justin what is going on in food our food chain and in food service right now I don't understand and if it was the only time I being being asked this right now, I would be like, okay, maybe this is not an important topic and it's greater than I can possibly explain on one podcast. But what I'm experiencing at the level that we experience that at what Food Service Partners does, how much food we're involved in, um, sort of my voice and what I'm doing with the podcast and the entrepreneurs and the actions and things that I'm seeing to lessen the entrepreneurism in food and food service and the food chain. This is a good question and I feel that now's a good time and even though I have tons of anxiety going on, I'm worried about my businesses and and everyone and all the employees. Um, team members and everything because we're struggling right now and I have things that aren't going very well and individuals that should be leading that aren't leading and and unfortunately as a leadership thing you know in food you don't have a lot of options right now for food service employees as you can see in the food service world so you're often and we shouldn't be being held hostage by these employees by these team members that is one of the things that's going on in food right now whether they're managers, they're not doing their jobs and they're holding you hostage by their knowledge or making you believe you need them. Sometimes even blackmail. You know, seen it firsthand, know it firsthand, know other people going through it in food because they can hold you hostage. People have phones, they're willing to record things, they're willing to harm the business and in food in the level of moral and ethics and where it should be versus where it is. We're struggling. We have no leaders left that are teaching these things in the business because they're not being taught in school. So let's identify with 
food service first because that's where I am and that's where I've spent a majority of my life and my career and my family has spent a majority of their life and their career. <clears throat> and that is this. Um, we don't know this and this is probably going to harm me by saying this in terms of some of my relationships but as an American citizen and as a believer in the United States and as a believer in entrepreneurism and free market, the biggest problem with food service right now is we as Americans don't run it. We don't run it in our schools. We don't run it in our hospitals. We don't run it in our long-term care homes. It's foreign companies. And there's one or two in particular that dominate the food in the United States. Guess what? They don't care if they get the local produce unless it's popular. They don't care unless they get their rebates from U.S. Foods, which is the problem with the food chain. They are also foreign-owned and controlled. U.S. Foods, Cisco, look at who owns these companies. We've turned our entire food system over to foreign companies. Look at the French. They have been known for espionage for decades. But yet we turn over all of our food, which is the most important things for humans. We need to eat, guys, to survive, for our brains to evolve, to grow, for our children to be smart so they have a chance in their children and our legacy and so on and so forth. So we're turning it over to people that have different ideals, different laws of government than we do. They believe in different food standards than we do. Okay, let's go to the food chain. Okay, so let's go... We've, most of the seafood after the Obama administration is now fished by the Chinese, illegally and illegally. They control the fish. They also now have bought Smithfield. Look it up. Accuracy. I'm talking about true things. You can look up how much do the Chinese control the fish market. Look it up on Google and who owns Smithfield, which is the largest pork producer processor that ever existed in the United States in its Chinese base right now. So when I'm talking about, and I everyone hears me jumping up and down about how important it is to have freedom in our animal proteins and alligator bison duck elk things that aren't produced anywhere else rabbit deer venison goat things that we can do in the united states i'm not kidding we need to have a product that we export to the world we need to dominate in food and feed our own population and be in control of our food service, particularly in our schools, which is what our children are being fed, which is not shouldn't be controlled by a foreign company who can influence the food and nutrition that goes into it. Very easily look at lobbying. So if everyone wants to know what's going on in food and food service and food, I don't need to name the companies. You guys just look it up on your own and draw your own collusion conclusions while in the united states we don't allow monopolies with our own companies we certainly allow monopolies to come in and dominate our food from foreign countries so on a world market we are not the only country experiencing this type of attack on food and in the end you control the food you control the feed you control the people the humans communism knows this Guys, it's part of their handbook. You've seen the Russians try to feed their populations when they were communists. The Chinese try to do But if you give them longevity and they think in dynasties, in legacies, in thousands of years, corner the food market across the world over a long period of time. We're just now seeing it. Because why the United States were so 
focused on consuming that we don't even look where our vegetables come from. We don't even know in food service that most of the broccoli and cauliflower and stuff like that is now coming from China. Whoop, magic switch happened during COVID. Entrepreneurs go out of business. People are screwing bankruptcy. I've got clients, everything, trying to pay their bills because the Chinese have come in, whether it's plant-based protein, whether it's protein, whether it's farming, we're getting killed because we don't protect our markets. And we brought food service companies into our system that are foreign. They don't care about our children the way we do, not in our universities. They don't care about our elderly getting better or recovering the same way that we do, period. They can be Americans in those companies, but if we were Americans and we were running those business, we would support the local Local businesses we would see that we need diversity in our food and we wouldn't just outsource it to some foreign company to raise our kids and the elderly or take care of us and not saying those companies don't create jobs don't pay bills don't pay taxes but what I am saying is look at who controls it and what are they after how do they make money rebates how do the Chinese make money corner a market and then raise the price you see it in fish, seafood across the board. You're seeing it in pork. That's the problem with the supply chain, okay? Then couple in that COVID and the pharmaceuticals took over our entire cold chain for medicine and fucked that all up. Excuse my language. I'm trying not to curse. I'm sorry. I really need to not say that, but it's true. That would be the right word for this situation if I'm ever going to use it. We have literally handed the keys over to foreign countries for something that is the most important thing. And we do how many times per, per day? So what is the problem with food? Food service, the food chain. Look at what were the choices that we're making. Look how we spend our money on food. Everyone can eat, but the cheapest isn't always the best for the longevity of our families or the legacy of our families. And so is it more important to have a new app on your phone where you're spending money on the app of your phone buying points and spending 50, 60 bucks a month? Or should you spend an extra 56 bucks a month and support your local farmers? and the Americans who are in the food chain, and American companies and entrepreneurs, because guess what? This is not entrepreneurs we're talking about here. These are companies out to corner markets that believe in monopolies, that believe in government control. And government control in business, both the French and the Chinese, and other businesses that I'm talking about. These companies come in, they steal your information, they steal your markets, and then what are we left with? And we don't care. People get rich because they sold their company. Shareholders get rich because they made money. Everyone's happy because we're thinking about the money. It's just short-sighted, guys. <clears throat> it's a very short-sighted thing in the grand scheme of things. And if you look at the dodo bird, everyone thought it was a bad bird and made awful noise and invaded nests since a predator, and we didn't care much for it. What good did it serve the world? That's really what happened, guys. There was a long period where humanity thought, what good did things serve the world? And so the thing is, is we have to, and we should, 
but really we are going to want to. You know, we're going to want to do things that better our situation, that better the situation for kids. If you have kids, what is the situation going to be like 20, 30 years? Look what happened in food. We used to dominate the world in food when I got in the food game 24 years ago, 20 years ago. We do not do that even close anymore as the United States. Not even close. Look who owns a majority of the candy. Look who owns companies. Look who's buying up things. Look who controls our supply chains. And if you're an entrepreneur and a leader out there and you're in this space, you I hope entrepreneur and Americans are going after hospital contracts. I hope. I don't care if it's competition. Go after it, please. It's time we take back our school nutrition, our hospital nutrition, our long-term care nutrition, our university nutrition, the nutrition that's served in our office buildings. Same company, guys. It's not an American company. And while they employ tons and tens of thousands of Americans, what is the motive? How much more do you oversee your children versus the teacher you send your kids off to that does it? Who's going to make sure in the long run there's more there for that child? The parent in which they live in the house, a.k.a. the country, the people that care for the benefit of them, or the person that's off in the teacher who touches upon them every once in a while but doesn't really see them. It's logic. This is logical, guys. This is common human nature, and we need to look at it. And it doesn't matter that there's internet and things do whatever. It's a different fundamental understanding and culture of the way we deal with things as humans, all the way down to the way we eat. Germany has purity laws for their beer. That doesn't mean we would do things like the German government, but that purity law for the beer is a lot better than the laws we have for beer here in terms of purity, making it so it's a good beer. Even with the alcohol and the down parts, there's less depression, less bad things, less substitutes. Why? Because they have these laws. It makes their food healthy. It's a good model, and we're known everyone loves German beer. Why is it so different? Why does their cookie or their beer so much better than everyone else? Because they made it better and they actually solved. People are going to drink. Why not make sure it's pure and as good as we can? Why not? Wouldn't that make sense? It's going to happen. Let's make sure it actually has maybe some benefit instead of some deterioration, including the purpose that beer serves of taking an edge off. I don't drink, so there's not that for me. It's really important, guys, that we really, these questions are great. But if we want to know what's going on with the food chain and food service and why it's so messed up, we got to stop looking at the government or people like myself that are in the food business to fix it for us. Because we're not going to be able to fix it unless all of us look at the way we do it and we understand that the way we spend money matters 
And yes, we're in a global world and a global economy. Believe me, I have a one MBA and I've traveled around the world and I did international business and management. I've gone all over the world. It's very important and it is a global world. But you got to put on your own mask first before you can put the mask on of someone else. So if we're going to lead in this world, we should probably lead properly and not mm, sell ourselves so cheaply all the time, especially our future. So that's it in a nutshell right now. We don't care about where our food comes from. We don't see it as something that actually supplies us with energy, with health, both physical and mental, guys. Physical, mental, sexual, you name it. But it's all from food in the first place. That's how we were designed. We could only consume things to get nutrition and, and vitamins and the things that we needed to grow and be humans and be smart in the way that we are intellectual. So we can't deny those things. But we have to know that <clears throat> it's an important part of what we're doing. So if we want our food chains, our food supplies, our farmers, our food service businesses, if we want to have better food and we want to have health and growth it's not plant-based protein it's a myth guys i'm in that game like it's a good substitute here and there but vegetarian and veganism i i understand not wanting to kill <coughs> animals but plants are organisms too and life we need to eat it and sometimes the relationship with the animals ensures their survival because if they don't serve us any purposes as humans, they go the way of the dodo bird. Or they serve such a purpose, we overuse them when we have other sources we can be using for animal protein. So instead of looking at it as it's either black or white, vegan or animal, okay, there's a mixture. It's not plant-based protein. It's not 3D printing. But what it is, is our ability to expand our palate of animal proteins snakes, reptiles, other things that maybe were not normally a part of our palate. But guys, sheep used to be part of our palate in the United States after World War II, and we overfed it to the troops over there. And so mutton's no longer as common. But in other countries, people eat sheep and goat all the time, and there's a lot of health benefits to those animals. And that's okay. It's ensured their survival. We have use for them, and they have use for us. We guarantee each other's survival. So when we understand that there is a relationship, and we are a higher being, I agree, and we can do more eventually with our relationship with animals and plants and, and how we transcend and take animals and plants with us to another planet, hopefully, you know, because we're going to have to split the population somehow if we keep growing like this. We can go only go up, but we can only 3D print. And you can only grab so many car so much carbon out of the environment before we have to go somewhere else to try to find this stuff. Okay? The important part is the food. If we ensure that we can figure out how to live symbiotically with our food sources, with our animals and our animal proteins, then we should be okay. And...
things happen, but I guarantee you guys from my own experience, I do 75 hard. No, everyone knows that I'm probably on year four, but this has been the biggest struggle with the amount of stress I'm under. I have had to start over more times now than I ever had before because I have slipped here and there. Like McDonald's became a real thing. So if everyone's like, what's going on? There is a problem in the grocery stores. There is a problem in food service. There is a problem in restaurants. We need leaders. We need people that are willing to come in and lead in food service, morally and ethically and through core values. We need a generation that sees that there's blue ocean in food service in America. That there's opportunities there and kids that are working in mom and pop's restaurants whose parents are like, don't get in food and go into computers. No, stay in food, learn as much as you can at a young age in that restaurant. And you will dominate in food if you actually have an open mind and don't develop an ego around what you've learned and been educated in as we discuss on this podcast and the ego a few, two episodes ago, I believe. So we need to do these things, guys. Not because I'm trying to be manipulative. Because we're going to want to have a better world and we're going to want to feel healthier, happier, purer, more lovable. All the things we want in life are achievable through the way that we eat. Saving the planet, better environment, better food service, working within what's realistic about our food. How can we rotate it? How can we grow it? How can we get the vitamins and plants? And how can we use science to identify that versus trying to cheat code it? We can't cheat code everything, guys. Haven't we learned as humanity? Hard work pays off. And the long road is the only way always. It doesn't matter. We shortcut it. We shortcut life. And most of us quit because we tried to take a shortcut and it didn't work. We think an idea leads to greatness. We think an idea leads to entrepreneurism. We think because we've been survived as an entrepreneur business or a leader for two to three years that we're destined for greatness. It doesn't happen. You could be around for 24 years. And every day could be a pinpoint because you didn't lead properly, because you allowed bullies in, because you allowed misconduct all over the place. Those are things that happen. You are never not growing. In our food, we got comfortable and we went backwards because we got focused on COVID and survival and we just didn't care how we were getting our food and no one cared about producing or what it meant to the most important thing that we need as humans. And we messed up. It's okay. We really messed up. It's okay to admit it. But we need to correct it now. And the way to do that is freedom in the food. How do we become free? as humans, as Americans, as other citizens of free countries with our food chain. It will never go away, guys, and there'll be trade and all that, but there is knowing, and as the United States or as a universalized world eventually, hopefully a united world and free markets or whatever the future brings, that we're going to be able to take these same things and bring them. Okay, how do we feed? What is the diversity? What is the animals we have access to, the plants? How can we use that to grow everyone? Feeding everyone's really important. We need to survive. But how do we do it in a way that is beneficial for everyone that grows the entire world?
What's the independence we gain by freeing our food sources? And I mean by looking at it as we have a relationship with them. And the freedom we gain in citizenship, in thought, in independence, in sports, the thing that starts separating us is the way we diversify all of the things, the animal proteins, the, the plants and the vegetables. So when the Chinese are taking over pork and fish, those are important proteins. They're doing that on purpose. They're controlling proteins they know are very valuable. Pork is a very, very valuable protein to, to a lot of people. And the fat and the meat and all that serves a lot of purpose when co combined with good carbs and good vegetables to make the body really efficient. And as I've been doing some culinary stuff and, and doing some online stuff and classes and also doing a lot of research into nutrition and animal-based protein and, and educating myself online even more when I really don't have time to do it, but I find myself like very little sleep, but I'm trying to absorb and understand what's going on in the world, in food, in food service, particularly in animal proteins, particularly with the, the pork market right now. You guys should do the same thing. You guys all feel it. Anyone who's listening in that has a restaurant, anyone who's from the food entrepreneurs that listens in that's crossed over, you guys are all feeling this in your food businesses. You know who controls it. You know who shows up and delivers your food every day. Look up who owns that company. Ultimately, who are you buying your food from? How are you spending your money? How are you supporting the jobs in America ultimately? Or in your countries ultimately? And I'm not saying we shouldn't have a worldly view, and that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is feeding our local populations, no matter which country you're in, is way important in diversifying the foods that we offer and then trading the things that we're good at in our countries, America, alligator, bison, elk, rabbit, goat, sheep and any other countries that have specialties maybe there's other animals maybe there's real buffalo not the bison we have here that are edible somewhere we should look at that stuff what other animals do we eat llama i don't know ostrich very edible grow the shit out of it emu same thing we need to look at these ostrich and emu protein sources they're big birds, but we can ensure their survival by starting to use their oils and meat like so many farmers have started to do. But the market fell off because people didn't realize it wasn't about the oil. It's about the meat we want. We want those big birds. They're important to us. Imagine roasting a, an ostrich or an emu like we do turkey. It's delicious. Trust me. But, and it's an important source we should add into our proteins. And it ensures their survival. Kangaroos. I know they're a problem. Everyone thinks they're cute. But there's tons of them in Australia. We could think about this. I know I'm going off the deep end. To most people. Because people can't even get their heads around killing an animal. Or hunting them or whatever. And the cruelty that they see in it. But there's beauty in the exchange of the energy. And if you're a Christian, you can see that the Holy Spirit exists in everything. And as long as we respectfully do it, but also ensure that so many exist, like we've talked about in Pennsylvania, and how they have the hunting laws there that ensure the animals. 
you know, you can only hunt so many, but it also makes sure the population stays healthy. But it also ensures they exist. So thank you everyone for, for listening in. It's a really good question. Um, but the answer is looking in the mirror. You know, we've turned over all of our food, the major parts, the food service, the hospital food, the cafeterias in our offices, the universities, the schools, the long-term care homes to foreign-controlled companies, some of them with very direct connections to foreign governments and things that crush us in business. And it's why year after year after year they continue to swallow up things they have unfair advantages because they don't play by the same rules we play by here like i said look it up there's not stuff you can't you can find all sorts of things about it you don't have to only use me as a resource so i love you guys please choose the way you eat lead in the way you eat exercise eating our health, the way we live our lifestyle, it all matters. It's all in the way we model things for the next generation too. And the way we handle our food situation now is what we're modeling for our kids and grandkids and their kids and great grandkids and so on and so forth. And how we build the habits and legacy could last if we really think about it and understand holistically and also show how great you feel. Believe me, when I eat McDonald's, I have trouble working out. It's a good point. I love McDonald's. One of the best, most efficient food businesses in the world. They serve their purpose. Fast, good priced food. And they serve the palate. But if I ate it every day, multiple times a day, I'm going to have trouble. I need diversity in my diet, not just from McDonald's. And so I could go on and on about how much better grass-fed beef is and grass-finished beef, excuse me, and bison is. But at the end of the day, if you could just diversify even just the way we eat and look at where the food's coming from and is it coming from what country, okay. And are we going to have to get certain things from Mexico and Canada and China? Sure, because we're consumers. But we have a choice. And out there in the market, the entrepreneurs out there, you have a choice with businesses. You go in and there's a blue ocean right here in food, in food service, in the food chain, in pigs, in fishing, in growing fish on land, as we talk about with Joe all the time in the previous podcast. Joe Sweeney, you guys can look it up. But these are important. I'm not the only one that sees this here. So thank you, everyone. Have a great day. And I'm out.